All right, friends. So today we get to respond to Revelation and just want to make sure. So you and you and anyone else want wanted to, is there anyone else who wanted to come up and say something in response? I don't want to miss. Yeah. Okay, great. It's like you're all welcome, but not forced. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll go ahead and start with Karina then and Tyrone, and then you can make that choice. And then I'll, like I'll finish up. Yeah, like a surprise. All right. Thanks, Karina. I started this sermon series with, a, uh, with very few thoughts ever committed to Revelation. I had heard it taught a few ways. One, that it's just very mysterious and mystical, that it's a book of fear, that it's just a book full of warnings. The reality I've learned is that it is a book about grace, forgiveness, hope, and comfort with some parts of a stern love that a parent must remind their child of because they are loved. The truly great thing about who God is to us is that he is all things. Revelation continues to show us this. I don't have to understand every nuance of this book. I don't have to spend my time dedicated to figuring out its mysteries. Others can and do, and that's fine, but I can live in the mysteries and be satisfied in the unknown. I had this impression of Revelation, probably because of how it's generally taught in the overall church, that it is a book for only the scholars or pastors that devote themselves to the study of the word of God. The truth is that Revelation is as much for me in the car, at the pickup line at school, or grocery shopping, or parenting, or all the seemingly mundane things I do. Revelation is much a practical book to apply to my life as the books of Peter or James. It is a book that reminds us that the end isn't up for debate. Our souls are already written down and safe in the heart of Christ. Revelation reminds us of this. It reminds us of the truth and the power of God's plan. The more I thought about it over the weekend that we were moving into Ecclesiastes next, the more perfect I realized it was that Revelation was the book before a book that reminds us where it ends, and it does end. We still don't know when the end will be, but we know it will be with Jesus. As we approach a book where we will wrestle through what any of it all means, we can hold tight to that God has it all planned out and knows all the details. Revelation offered us a gift to remember the strength and the power of God. It is not the final chapter. It is the beginning of the last and greatest story ever told. So, unlike Karina, I didn't type out my notes because uh, I was like, ah, I'm just sharing what's on my heart. But it's kind of interesting. Um, when we started coming to to Grace and Mercy, Mercy Church, my family and I, we came like deep in the middle of all God's bowls of wrath and the <laughs> dragon and the stuff. And I was like, whoa, what's, up? what's going on here? And uh, no, Scott had told me about the book and, and that you guys were going to go through it after the, what, six years in Psalms? Um, but um, but the, the, as I read through all my notes, a lot of things that stood out, I'll just share this first. A lot of things that stood out that Revelation, like, like uh, Karina said, it's like, man, it's, it's useful for our everyday life. I, I found so much hope in the book that I thought that wasn't gonna be there because as a kid, you heard of, oh, it's about the end times and 
bad stuff, the mark of the beast and all this stuff. And I'm like, I found there was so much hope there in the way that you taught it, Scott, uh, really, really uh, reminded us of that and the fact that Jesus is, uh, is with us in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of, of pain and whatever. So it was very hopeful and encouraging. Uh, but the one thing that stood out to me, as you shared, was in uh, chapter 16, uh, verse 15. It says, look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Um, that stood out to me because the song, uh, when he had said that, this song came, came to my mind. This rapper says, you know, people tell you to take your clothes off. Why don't you just keep them on? And it was a Christian guy. And so the thing that, thought, that hit me when you talked about clothes was that, you know, we need to remember to stay clothed in, in righteousness and hope and humility. And that, uh, that's a good reminder for believers that we always need to remember to stay covered in righteousness and that's under Christ Jesus, our faith in him, and have hope, hope and minding that he's going to be returning in humility. Be willing to confess our, our sins, confess uh, our shortcomings, and even also to repent and to be there to support one another. So those are the things that stood out to me. So thank you. Okay. Um, want to give everyone a yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's kind of ironic that I forgot to have us pray this right before Karina started. I just got so excited to hear what Karina was saying. Um, because, <laughs> because I'll ask you to pray it with me now. Because actually this is, is what I'm going to talk about. Like this is when I was reflecting on um, what's, uh, what I think has embedded itself in my heart from Revelation. It's this prayer that we pray together before Revelation every week. So uh, please pray it with me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Blessed are the readers, hearers, and keepers of this word. So we um, say that together every week. We've said that together every week for a year, and that's, I think, the thing that has stood out to me um, when I think about what what has seeped into me or formed me in Revelation, it's this prayer and the implications of it. Um, I think uh, this journey through Revelation this past year has really increased my love of the Bible as meditation literature, as the kind of thing that you don't um, you don't read it once and understand it and know what it means, and you don't read it once and have an instruction to live by for the rest of your life. You, you read it, you hear it, and you try to keep it, and it's, it's the, the slow movement of it. Probably this following the Psalms is partly, um, partly that it's, it's a continuation of what I feel like the Psalms are doing. It's that ongoing prayer and formation and meditation. In fact, this um, this section right here reminds me a lot of Psalm 1. I was talking to my kids a little bit about that. Um, we've been reading, praying Psalm 1 in our homeschool a lot this year. And it says, so in this translation, um, it says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. 
and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. And I connect that first book of the Psalms so much with the whole book of Revelation. You have that idea of meditating on the Lord's instruction day and night. So kind of reinforcing that meditation literature aspect. Um, And then in the Psalms, uh, or in in Revelation, um, it's great that it's meditation literature because so much of it is pulling you back into the rest of the Bible. It's like pulling you back into the Psalms, pulling you back into the Old Testament, showing you all of these images. And one of those images, one of the big images in Revelation is the tree, right? The tree at the end, um, the tree of life. And when I think about this, meditating on the Lord's instruction day and night makes us like trees planted beside flowing streams. I see that tree at the end of Revelation whose leaves are for the healing of the nations. And it increases this longing in my heart to participate in the healing of the nations and to be healed by those leaves and to be like that tree. So um, so it's the slow formation and the way that that text pulls me back into the rest of the text and the way that praying this prayer every week has increased my longing to be a reader and a hearer and a keeper of the word that have stuck with me the most. So with that said, let's, let's take a moment of silence and um, prepare our hearts for communion. So we can just pray silently um, and prepare our hearts. And if you have your communion next to you, you can physically prepare that too or come up and grab it.